I was born on July 27th. That makes me a Leo. I don't really know what that means. I'm five foot six, I weigh 145 pounds, I don't know how to swim, and I'm a sucker for a girl with a nice smile and clean sneakers. I'm still learning how to whisper. I'm often loud in places where I should be quiet. I'm often quiet in places where I should be loud. I was born feet first, and I've been backwards ever since. I like ginger ale. A lot. I've been told that I give really bad hugs. People say it feels like I'm trying to escape. Sometimes it's because I am. Secretly, I get really nervous every time someone gets close enough to hear me breathe. I have this odd fascination with things like sandcastles and ice sculptures. I assume it's because I usually find myself dedicating time to things that will only last a few moments. That's also why I tend to fall in love with women who will never love me back. I know it sounds crazy, but it's actually much easier than it seems. And to be honest, I think it's safer that way. See, relationships, they often remind me that I'm not afraid of heights or falling, but I'm scared of what's going to happen the moment that my body hits the ground. I'm clumsy. Yesterday, I tripped over my self-esteem. I landed on my pride, and it shattered like an iPhone with a broken face. Now, I can't even tell who's trying to give me a compliment. I've never been in the military, but I have this purple heart. I got it from beating myself up over things I can't fix. I know this sounds weird, but sometimes... I wonder what my bed sheets say about me when I'm not around. I wonder what the curtains would do if they found out about all the things I've done behind their backs. I've got a hamper that's overflowing with really, really loud mistakes and a graveyard in my closet. I'm afraid that if I let you see my skeletons, you'll grind my bones into powder and get high on my fault lines. Hi, my name is Rudy. I enjoy frozen yogurt, people watching, and laughing for absolutely no reason at all but I don't allow myself to cry as often as I need to. I have solar power confidence. I have a battery-operated smile. My hobbies include editing my life story, hiding behind metaphors, and trying to convince my shadow that I'm someone worth following. I don't know much, but I do know this. I know heaven is full of music. I know God listens to my heartbeat on his iPod. It reminds him that we still got work to do. You think in basketball everybody's got a God-given talent? Do you think Steph Curry can jump like LeBron James or Vince Carter? I would say Vince Carter's got God-given abilities. I don't know if Steph Curry's got the same kind of God-given abilities as LeBron or Vince Carter or any of these guys. In baseball, you think everybody's got this perfect 2020 vision like Ted Williams had? There's a lot of guys that hit a wall that they had to overcome. A lot of guys that had to play AAA for a couple years before somebody picked them up. A lot of them. So is in business. But no matter what you're doing, anticipate the wall you're going to hit it and in those moments whatever you tell yourself if you convince yourself that the difficulty you're facing is harder than everybody else's and you buy it you will stay where you're at but if you convince yourself that whatever you wall you've hit other people have overcome it and so can you you go through that wall, wall as well at the end of the day when you relentlessly pursue perfection, you'll catch excellence. We're all in a battle with our own brains. That's all life. That's all life is. It's the most powerful thing in the world, is your own brain. It could work for you or against you. And when did you start to realize that the visualization could work for you? And as, as opposed to focusing on all those bad things that happened to you, all the things you didn't have, the people that called you names, all the stuff in Brazil, Indiana, and you started thinking, wait a second, I just visualized this, and now I can take it to the next level, next level. Because the visualization got you through the SEAL training, I think. It did. And I was able to visualize the end 
So, so before, so when I was 297, and I was all fat and out of shape, and I couldn't run a quarter mile, and I was drinking milkshakes and eating boxes of donuts, I visualized, man, how would it feel? So after I watched that show on Discovery Channel, for a brief moment, I was, so there was 22 guys that graduated. I watched this segment on TV about these guys going through Navy SEAL training. And I couldn't even, I, I wasn't a great swimmer. I was afraid of the water, all this crap, man. And um, I saw these guys just quitting. But at the very end, it says 22 guys, this commanding officer's up there and he gives this great speech. I was like, man, I wonder. So I started visualizing me being the 23rd guy in these dress whites, sitting there with these guys, getting that Navy SEAL, you know, graduating this Navy SEAL training. I was like, God. So I put myself there. I was like, man, that's, that's an amazing feeling. I put myself there at 297, not even able to do anything that these great men were doing. I said, man, if I could feel that, that would change my life. If I could just feel that one, it's, it, it lasts for one second. You get that certificate, you walk across the stage, and what's next? But I didn't know that then. My mind wasn't, I thought I'd live in that moment forever. So I said, wow, man, if I could just feel like them, if I could feel like them. And what was that feeling you wanted so bad? Respect, accomplishment? No. Victory. I wanted to win. Not like beat somebody else. It wasn't about that. I, I, I just wanted to go the distance. Everything in my life, when something got hard, I quit. If it was reading, that's where you know, I wasn't great at reading, I wasn't great at writing, so I just quit. I couldn't catch on as fast as you. I had to work harder than you, so I quit. You know, I wasn't great at things, so I quit. You know, I'm, I'm not good at this. Like, man, if I could just go that distance, that extra mile, to just go, just, just to finish. I want to finish. I want to feel victory. And victory for me wasn't winning, it was just finishing. So I said, you know what? If I could feel like these guys feel, it would change my life. But what I realized, the best feeling I had was when I was by myself trying to lose this weight. I had, I had to lose it in literally less than three months. 106 pounds in less than three months. And literally, I started feeling victory just by putting myself in the battle. It wasn't about going to Navy SEAL training. It wasn't about being the 23rd guy in that chair. I started realizing, man, just by going to war with myself every day and putting these challenges and these goals and these obstacles, these insurmountable obstacles. So it wasn't about losing 106 pounds. Me losing five pounds was an accomplishment. Me losing 10 pounds and then 50 pounds. And then the more I did this, the more I gained confidence. And then the more I gained confidence, the more I realized these Navy SEALs, man. The, the, these guys can't do what I'm doing right now. I had no coach, had no trainer, had no money. I didn't know how to lose weight. I had no knowledge of what I was doing. I was just working. I was just sacrificing. And then through that, all these different tools started coming up. But I would have never found these tools if I didn't put myself in a very uncomfortable place. We all look for toughness. We all want it but we look for it in a comfortable environment. You will not find toughness in a comfortable environment. Those of you who are listening to this, whoever hear this, you will not find it. I was trying to look for it everywhere. 
The only way you find it is to drown yourself in a position where you're just out of sorts, where you can't swim and you're drowning. Where you're drowning. You're drowning in life. But you say, you know what, man? Fuck that. I'm gonna figure out how to backstroke or something. I'm gonna figure out how to, and then do figuring out all these tools. Your mind starts to, when you quit, your mind does this. Cause you're out. Once you say, I'm not gonna quit, this is the 40%. When, when you quit, your mind says, we're done. So it doesn't expand. There's no expansion when you quit. When you say, you, uh-uh, this sucks, I'm drowning, I'm miserable, I'm suffering, I'm broken, but I'm not going anywhere. What happens to your mind is it does this. It says, he's not leaving. So we gotta expand, we gotta grow. We gotta figure this thing out. So then these compartments in your brain start to have, they have to work, they have to work. And then you start to engage parts of your mind that you never engaged before, but you can't engage it by sitting back in these nice chairs, drinking this nice water, talking to you, talking about what I want to do. That's where, so that's where the 40% thing comes in. It comes in when you're in suffer mode and you say, I'm not going to quit. You're forcing your brain now to operate on a level it's not used to. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family. To my existing family, as always, big up and thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through personal development and business. I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks, hey, look, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the motto. B-O-Y. B-O-Y, bet on yourself. Three impact secret value points. Value point number one. Stop spending time of thinking you are not going to make it. Stop spending time thinking you're not going to make it. Value point number two. Hmm. The marathon of life. Come on, everyone, let's finish. The marathon of life. Come on, everyone, let's finish. Value point number three, visualization. Visualization. Today, family, I didn't get so super excited that I didn't have to wait to the end to give you today's show, today's show title. Today's title is entitled, or I should say today's show title is entitled Driven Against All Odds. Driven Against All Odds. Let's jump into today's show. Family, I hope you enjoyed the various audio clips. It took some time to find those because I really thought like when you are 
when your your back is against the wall and you are exhausted and you you are tired, how do the greats become great? Or I should say, how do you go from good to being great? One of my favorite books of all time, which I'm about to uh, listen to again because I to to give me that spark of uh, inspiration, that spark of motivation, is Tim Grover's book Relentless: From Good to Great. If you haven't um, uh, listen to the audio book or watched, I mean, or read the book on Kindle and or read the book, uh, a physical copy, please check that book out. That's that book to me is a game changer. The reason why it's a game changer is because it talks about the ability of continually honing your craft, continually going through obstacles and facing things just head on and and having that fearless approach to life. And, and a lot of times, family, we when we are at a, a we get to a breaking point sometimes in life, there's actually one of my new favorite shows that I'm watching. You know, I don't really watch a lot of TV, but I, I there's certain shows that arrest my attention and I'm a big, you know, karate, kung fu, or just basically martial arts. I really, I am a, I'm attracted to the martial arts because of the self-discipline, because of the, the attitude to continually to get better, to always continually to, it's not about fighting, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's all about, first of all, using your mind. And then if it has to come to fist the cuff, then it's time to get ready to do what you need to do. But the reason why I love this show that I'm going to mention here is called Warriors. There's a um, on episode on season one, episode 10. There's a point where um, the person that is playing the lead uh, actor, he lost the battle. Actually, he should have been killed, but he wasn't killed because of some actions or distractions that happened that prevented his death. So what ended up happening, he started doing something. I'm not going to say that was beneath him, but that was not perfect part of his purpose or his calling family. See, a lot of times we get driven to certain situations because of, of, of how we feel defeated inside or how we've chased after a dream. And we were so driven for that dream. And then all of a sudden, bam, we get hit by life. See, life is a crazy thing. I know it from it being personally, because I personally have had to deal with life, you know, in so many different directions of being hit by life. And it's not fair and then you don't want to you want to grow from from life but then from time to time you find yourself playing the victim but how this show arrested my attention was the fact of what the show said in this clip where this gentleman was having a conversation the lead role and he said the the guy said what what are you doing here working in this environment you are better than this you you have a different tool set or a skill set that is different from everyone around you why are you working beneath what you've been blessed with and and it was so intelligent and then he even took it further he said well to even make it even worse you are a warrior see a warrior has two paths it's either to get killed or to get better again i'll repeat that family he said you have two paths either you as a warrior you can get killed or you can get better see i took that and i, I applied it to my life because i said i am a warrior you are a warrior and and 
being killed doesn't mean in the physical state is it can mean that you've been killed because you you signed up to mediocrity or you signed up to not continually to drive against all odds to keep pushing no matter what see i love being with those no matter what people because no matter what yep it hasn't happened yet but no matter what i'm going to keep going yep it's dark right now but no matter what eventually light shall come upon me see family I only talk about what I live. I, I am a, a reason why I'm so, I get so excited and I, you've, you've kind of heard through the history of the show. I start playing a lot of poetry. Um, I'm a, I'm addicted to poetry, especially the slam version. And the reason why I'm addicted to it is because of the metaphors and because of the fact of just the, the, the language of how you can take language and, and, and provoke emotion that sometimes people can't even provoke just through a simple, conversation and and when I mean by a simple conversation meaning getting you so excited um pumping that dopamine but yet giving you just cause of why this person feels this way and I uh, really to be just to be frank it's just I I feel that poetry is is some when someone is delivering poetry I feel that they are a a a speaker for things that are going on in life and things that has happened to them or they've witnessed happening through them Mm, I'll say that again I said that reason why I get so excited about watching poetry is because those people that are are delivering um, with eloquent words and they are just really basically talking about what has happened to them or what they've seen happen through them. A lot of times, family, we we can get caught up in and in, in not finishing things we've started. I know I've been guilty of it. I know there's been many times I've started a lot of different things. Matter of fact, I remember, as I shared with you guys before, when I started in the reselling business and I started and then I stopped and then I started, then I stopped and I almost went down that path again. I had an opportunity to go and get certified for a certification. And I was, I was, I've been battling back and forth. Like, should I go and start this certification? And, but for what, what am I going to be able to use it for? Is it going to make sense for the direction that I'm going towards? And, and again, a lot of times family, we, we sometimes do things that, that we don't, I'm not going to say think thoroughly, but it's the safe route. See, the safe route would be for me to go get that certification instead of continually to hone this gift, this craft, um, and which is my purpose of getting better on this mic and delivering better content and, and being able to provide the family with things that they can walk away with and be able to take it as actionable items. But a lot of time that that's why I told you family, sometimes, you know, we can spend so much time thinking about how everything can go wrong, that we lose focus of how things could go right. As I told you before, a lot of times we'll ask ourselves, well, what if this happens and what if this goes wrong and what if this, but see, what if we st- start changing up the language and started asking ourselves, well, what if this does work? What am I going to do when this, when this is successful? I look around my room that I'm in currently in this, and um, that I am, as I'm talking through the mic and I have all different types of vision boards around me. 
I believe in this thing. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm a little insane by believing that that if you write down what you want to achieve out of life, if you put a visual picture to it, that is possible that it can happen. And sometimes in life that even though you are going down one path, you can be detoured and that detour can be the setup for your success. And I don't know. Again, like I said, I may be a little bit crazy. And that's why the visualization of what David Goggins was talking about in that clip is so amazing to me because of the fact of when he was saying that at first it started off of he wanted to be one thing, but he realized when he was on his own trying to lose that weight and on his own trying to figure out how to do this because he had no resources. He had no financial resources. He had no physical as far as human resources to guide him or to teach him how the ways to go. You know, family, although I have played sports, but through this pandemic, unfortunately, fortunately, some and you might be able to relate. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you were so self-disciplined during this time that I've eaten things that I normally wouldn't be part of my lifestyle. I'll say it again. It, I've been eating or I, I have ate things that weren't part of my lifestyle and my lifestyle of eating. You see, I didn't say diet. I said lifestyle. There's a difference. Diet is temporary. Lifestyle is forever. And so um, I, I one day got on the scale and it, it, the scale came back to me. It should have just basically sent me a text and said, um, excuse me, sir, you are heavier than you've ever been in your life. <laughs> I had to laugh for a minute because I said, wow, I am. And at that point, I, I've, I tried different diets as, and, and they didn't work. And I understood that, again, I need to change my thinking from dieting to a lifestyle. So I did it. I ran an experiment, as I always tell you, family, that the importance of anything in life, you have to be willing to run experiments when you finally stop, you know, feeling like that you have to get it right the first time and start experimenting. I promise you life will be so much funner. It, 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 it's, it's amazing the things I've experimented with life to figure out how what works for me and what doesn't work, what I like and what I don't like. And a lot of times we get dictated by what we should like and what we shouldn't like. And so I experimented with basically eating vegetables um, five days a week. Well, long story short, short story long is, is that I ended up over a, a span of 30 days. I lost um, 20 pounds. I'm not saying that to impress you as Les Brown would say. I'm only saying that to impress upon you that just what David Goggins was talking about is that if you if you really change your brain and really put forth not just the effort, but just putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to continue to grind and continue to figure it out, uh, the, the truth will show up eventually. It has no choice because the will to not give in, the will not to give up, the will to drive against all odds is always inevitable. It's always possible. So family, I won't keep you long, I promise you, but I want to let you know that 
as you're going along, I know it's not easy. You're going to go through the emotions. I, I'm, I'm going through them currently right now. And still, I need to still stand up here and deliver. And the, those emotions are that I want it so bad. I want to be able to have an impact on people's life, not just on, on people's life, but people that really want to make a change and make a shift. I want to create a community in which I can get in there with them and learn from them. They learn from me. And we're just, it's just a huge learning machine. But as as Kanye West said, is that he's 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 there to inspire the doers of life, not the people that talk about it, not the people that dream about it, not the people that don't do anything about it, but the ones that are doing and making the mistakes. And that's the crowd I want to be in and continue to grow and learn from them. I won't keep you long, family. I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, if you're tuning in and you're listening, I really, truly appreciate it because there's a lot of shows out here. There's a lot of different content and I've really been getting a lot of love lately um, just on the downloads and you guys taking the time to really um, reach back to me. So I really hope that today's message really had some type of impact if, if, if anything that it, it, it shifted your mind in a way to make you think that you're more than what they're telling you on the exterior you just need to believe in in the interior i have been your humble host ed and this has been the impact secret podcast show until next time i'm out peace